episode 108 of the Pittsburgh Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says. Fuck, I forgot to look up a quote. Nice. Nice, yeah. What a way to end a year. <laughs> yeah. Lack of preparation. Uh, how are you, sir? Good. Yeah, just wind it down. Yeah, it's the day after Christmas that we're recording after a debacle of a Steeler game. <clears throat> it's a nightmare. I expect it to be, though. I had really, really, really low expectations for this game. Yeah, I mean, I know that, but personally, I think they gave up in the third quarter. When you run the entire full third quarter down by that many points... You're done. Yeah. You've you've just conceded. That's, you cannot make up points like that with shitty the, run plays. The, the thing you, that you absolutely amazes me is how bad Matt Canada has been as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. He's he's got to go. And I, I I say that because I mean he was at Pitt the year Pitt beat number one ranked Clemson like you know that that year James Call that year they ran. Like for like three thousand yards, yeah. Like James Conner was like, he was the ACC Player of the Year and everything. And like it was like one of those times where like, and he, they did it with like innovative offense with motion and all this stuff. And like I don't know, like if Matt Canada is looking at that offensive line and everything around and saying, and plus I think maybe Ben has something to do with like how the play calling goes. Like it just, it's, he's just been an awful play caller. I expected so much more out of him. I mean, he went, he went from Pitt to LSU. LSU had a bad year, but that was, I mean, it wasn't on him. And then he went to Maryland as the offensive coordinator. They fire the head coach and he becomes the head coach for a year. And he, he took that Maryland team actually, they had a winning record that year, but they didn't keep him on as head coach. And then he went to Pittsburgh as the you know the Steelers as the uh, the quarterback coach, not the offensive coordinator. <laughs> so if you look at him like from a collegiate standpoint, he's had a history of doing well as a play caller. It's just like for whatever reason, I don't know why it's like that that offense just hasn't translated to what the Steelers do. Yeah. And it just befuddles me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, so I mean, it's like it's this is one of those things. Like I, you know, I mean, I, I can't blame it all on play calling. Like you're right. Like in the third quarter, I was just like, well, you know, this this is a white flag. They're just trying to run out the clock. Yeah, you know? I mean, like when you run that whole third quarter. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Just like you're down by that many points and you're running. I mean, you got to get downfield, and you don't have an offensive line that supports runs a run game. So yeah, what I, the fuck are you doing? But is it also at that point? It's like okay, we're down by so many points and it's so obvious we have to pass. And this offensive line is so fucking bad. Are we protecting Ben? Are we keeping the old man from getting hurt? I mean, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot of questions there that, like, you know, and like I said, I, I, 
Matt Canada has been a major disappointment for me. Just because I had I had really high hopes on what he could do as a play yeah. caller. But uh But again too, I mean you look at the other side of the ball too. I mean like you have their inability to switch things up defensively before the half is just non-existent. I mean, if you see yourself getting destroyed and picked apart by Mahomes, mm-hmm. then you have to adjust and change up. They will not do that before a half. They will not. They will go down by the sword before well, they do it. I've seen Tomlin do it against Brady. Yeah. Um, where they wait, and by the time the half's there, it's too late. I mean, but, it's just too late. Right, and I, I think it, it. I mean, part of that though, and I'm not defending Tomlin because you're right. I mean, you need to make some changes on the fly. They won't do it. Right, but there's a part of me that's also like, like I, I looked at that. I looked at our defense against their offense, and I said, this is a. If Mahomes doesn't have at least three touchdown passes by by the, by halftime, I'd be shocked. And right. I, I mean. He didn't, but I mean, they they scored plenty of points. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it was it was just it was one of those deals where like, I I just I figured this is just and this this is even like even after I found out Travis Travis Kelsey wasn't playing, like, I'm mm. like yeah, this is still like you know there, there there's just too many weapons on that side of the ball for Kansas City. There's too much speed, <laughs> and in all honesty, if Andy Reid wanted to in this game, which I I'm surprised he didn't do, I'm, I figured I'd run the ball forty times. Yeah, you know, let's let Patrick have a day off. Yeah, you know, but so it, it like I, I just I, that game I was just like, yeah, this is just gonna be a debacle. I'm not even sure why I'm wasting the three hours. Yeah, it was a it was a waste of three hours. Yeah, to watch really shitty football by your team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, well, ho- hopefully. You know, next week is Ben's, which should be his last home game against the Browns on Monday night. Hopefully, he can find that old black magic one more time. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know, man. It just it seems like the, all the ingredients. The way are there teams for like, are running on us, dude. I have never seen well, in Steeler football. I mean, as long I've seen a couple bad years, but. I've never seen running like this on a defense in a long time. I mean, explosive right. running. Right. And the problem is, no to it, no alalalu. You know, you've got Cam Hayward and, 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 you know, a cast of clowns who nobody's heard of that aren't very good. But even Edmonds is terrible. No one's fucking tackling. Bush is a bust. I mean, like. Well, I, I think we'll find out more about Bush next season. Maybe. I I mean, like, I haven't given up on Devin Bush yet, only because, I mean, that knee injury was a severe knee injury. Mm. And, like, you know, yes, he hasn't had a good season. I'm, I'll be the first to admit that. He, he's looked awful. He hasn't had that speed that he – I mean, if you remember, you look back at his rookie year, like he had sideline-to-sideline side speed. Even you were shocked by how yeah. fast he was. When yeah. you watching him live, you were like, look, look at this guy. He's got it. And that knee injury 
you know, fucked him up. And like, I, I just, I don't think he's completely back from it, mm. you know, but you know, if, if now, if next season he's just as bad, then yeah. I mean, unfortunately a knee injury cost him a career. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's a, it's a, we shall see moment. Cause like we saw the talent as rookie year. Like yeah, it was there. And even before the knee injury, it was there. Like you saw him, he was playing out of his mind and that knee injury takes him out. And, he just hasn't been the same player this year. Right. But also, like, the, the problem becomes that, like, in the run game, like, those down line may have to take up blockers, and they're not doing that. And so, like, the, you're supposed to, like, you know, clog clog the gaps, take up blockers, and the linebackers come in and, and make the plays. Well, if – the down linemen aren't taking up blockers like they're supposed to. And now all of a sudden, here, here comes the guard, you know, taking out the linebacker because the linebacker should be running free to make that play. I mean, it, it's, it starts with the, with the, the down linemen creating chaos so that the, the linebackers can, can come in and, and scrape and make the play. Right. I'm not, again, I'm not excusing, especially like Devin Bush, because, like, you know, he's getting pushed 10 yards down the field, you know, and, and whatnot, but at the same time, the defensive line is so bad, with the exception of Hayward, that the linebackers aren't able to do what they're supposed to be doing right. in that run game. So, <clears throat> you know, you, you, when you have the guard taking out one linebacker, a pulling guard coming around, coming through the hole, you know, taking out that, that next linebacker, that outside linebacker is supposed to be scraping into that hole as well. Now, all of a sudden... Micah Fitzpatrick's making a, a play eight yards down the field for his 15th tackle of the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it gives Tennessee, like he had like 20 tackles and like all of them were like eight yards past the line of scrimmage because he was the last line of defense. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's unacceptable. But I think what shocked me the most was that Viking game. Yeah, I, I just I just, I couldn't believe the running that was happening. <laughs> right. And I mean, and that was a combination of two things. That was a combination of one. I think they were still beat up from that, that Ravens game. Yeah. Coming off of the Ravens game after a short week, you, you, you couldn't have been ready to play on a Thursday, but yeah, two, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, a pure, like a pure, just lack of execution. Like you, you could be sore and you could be tired and you could be beat up. But I mean, there were holes that I could have run through. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah. I mean, like, wide open. Yeah. Yeah, like, you've, I've never seen holes that big in an NFL game. It was it was insane. They were gaping. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It was nuts. But it's like, you know, they just, they cannot stop the run. Yeah. Which Man. worries me, because, I mean, that's what Cleveland does, and that's what Baltimore does to end the season. Yeah, and they, they can't stop the pass, apparently, from today. Not with that kind of coverage. Well, they can't stop a good passing game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, Cleveland's not a good passing team. Baltimore's not a good passing team. No, I mean, I get it. It's just, but these are, I mean, he was just literally picking them apart. Yeah. And Cause like. Because that's just how good Patrick Mahomes is. I, I get that. But at some point, you have to be able to adjust to that. 
I mean, we knew back when we played New England, and I'll never forgive Tomlin for this. When we were going into the playoffs against New England, we knew, everybody in the goddamn world knew that Tom Brady was going to dink and dunk and pick, a, pick apart Pittsburgh. Yeah. Everybody. It wasn't a secret. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He was going to literally pick us apart. There was not going to be 80 fucking yard bombs. He was going to pick us apart and destroy us that way. He did it the first half, and they just they didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, you knew it was coming. Right. I mean, how can you not plan that into your coaching thing? And ever since then, I lost a lot of faith in Tomlin being able to execute, being able to switch up on the fly on on his coaching style. I, I just, yeah. you know, oh, it's player dependent. No, it's from co- fucking coaching. You can put the best player out there if you want, but if your defense isn't working, right. then you need to be able to adjust. Right. He cannot adjust. Right. He can't. But, he I, doesn't I, stray away from his game. Right. And you're right. Like, like in, in, in against New England in those games, like the difference was Tom Brady. Like you could match up against those those wide receivers. Those wide receivers were not anything to like they're not mm-hmm. a more Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Against against this week against the Chiefs, so the problem is, you know, the talent level, there was a large gap in the talent level between like I would not have gone one on one. Like, you know, I would have played too high safety, you know, and and maybe man underneath that. But man, I, you're rolling the dice because those guys are so fucking fast that yeah. they're they're by you in a heartbeat. I mean, not, not like it's it's this was a game that was a pure, in the past. It was a pure matchup problem. Right, you but know? if you can't put pressure on them, right, to make them be the absolute best quarterback they can. No, I'm serious. I'm not taking anything right. away from Mahomes because I think he's one yeah. of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But you put pressure on him, you're going to tend to get more mistakes out of him. Right. Those freaking crazy-ass balls that he throws. Do you know what I mean? The problem is that pressure pressure. has him up the middle. Yeah, but you're not getting with him. No, you're not. And they they were clearly double-teaming J.J. Watt all game long. Well, of course they were. Yeah. Because nobody else can do shit. Although I've been a little impressed by Hightower. But anyway. So, so, yeah, that's that. Yeah, get our frustrations out. Yeah. The wound is still fresh. That's the problem, people. Yeah. Still I just, a fresh wound. And I, you know, and I don't care if Tomlin's over 500. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about Tomlin. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it, that that's not the goal here, is to make sure Tomlin's over 500. Fuck that. Right. No, I, I I get that, but at the same time, there's a part of me that's like eight eight and one is good enough this year for me. Yeah. At this point, you just get to eight eight and one. I'm a happy man because then you've never had a losing season in the Roethlisberger era. Era. Yeah. You know that's like weirdly like what I've lowered my expectations to. <laughs> you know, um, so I mean that, that's just where like, you just give me one, two games left. You got to win one of them. I think you can beat Cleveland on a Monday night. <sighs> I just think we have some offensive weapons there that are br- brutal, but they're oh, just yeah. getting, they're just I, fucking 
tanked. I mean, they just their hands are tied. Yeah. I mean, do I think? Um, I mean, Chase. I mean, is good. Deontay Johnson's good. I mean, our running back situation. I think we need a neck. I think we need a second running back. But um, Najee's good. But I mean, like his longest career break this year was like twenty three or four yards. It wasn't anything crazy. Okay, so here's here's the thing. So this this <clears throat> if, if I'm the Steelers, this this going into the off season, <clears throat> my my priorities are number one, the quarterback position, obviously. But I would go out and I would try to find an experienced wide receiver. Like somebody who could be your third man. You let Chase, you, you let Claypool be one or two. You let Deontay Johnson be one. I, I, Juju's gone. He's going to want more money than we can pay him. But you, you, you keep Claypool, who I think just needs to mature and learn. Deontay Johnson's like a young version of Antonio Bryant without the attitude. Yeah. And you bring in that guy who can teach them how to be professionals. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is what it means to be a wide receiver in the NFL. This is this is what you have to do. This is the work you have to put in. This is the stuff you have to do. This isn't about playing music at practice. This isn't about doing your first down dance. This is this is this is what it means to be in that a, a, a high caliber wide receiver in the NFL. Some yeah. somebody who can like just because I think that room is so young, and there's nobody in that room to like set them straight. Yeah. And you have that guy who's like that your third wide receiver who he's not going to take away balls away from Chase Claypool. He's not going to take anything away from Deontay Johnson, but he adds something to the offense. But more importantly, he adds maturity and can take these kids. Like, I mean, that's what, you know, you know, Heinz Ward was for like a B and, you know, um, Oh, I can't remember his name. There were a couple. They were like the big money group, and he, you know. But they all looked up to Hines because Hines was like, "This is what you have to do to be a, to be great." Yeah. You know, and like if you say what you will about Antonio Brown, I mean, he, he's a jag off. But anything I've only ever heard about him was he puts in the work at least. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so you look at that like that, that's something you like you look like a free agent acquisition, and then you got to find a way to strengthen that offensive line. Oh my god. Like that's the, the the biggest. Like I don't care who you go, you could you could have Aaron Rodgers come in. Like everybody is you know has on their wish list. You put him behind that offensive line, he's getting killed. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter who's who's behind center. You've got to find a way to strengthen that offensive line. Yeah, for sure. Offensive line is terrible. You know, and then the, you hope that. Next season, the you know Alalalu returns. You hope to it returns. You hope Devin Bush rounds back into his his form of his rookie year. Yeah, you, you, you keep JJ Watt healthy. You know, everybody else kind of rounds into form like they're supposed to, and you're you're back to being a playoff team. Yeah. You know. No, not a quarterback. Right. Yeah. I mean. Or an offensive line. 
Right. I mean, the, we'll the real key, the real key is the offensive line. Like, a quarterback's important. I, I don't think Mason Rudolph is the answer. I don't think Dewey Haskins is the answer. But you know, you, 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 even if you find like a like a decent free agent that you bring in for a decent price, like I think that the defense, when completely healthy, is good enough that you can win games twenty four ten. You know, <clears throat> you don't have to be a high powered offense. But you get somebody behind center who's competent with those weapons, and it, you you're, you find a way to to make that offensive line better. Now all of a sudden, you know, you're cooking yeah. with gas. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. So how was your Christmas? It was good. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. yeah. We cooked here. Yeah. Like her dad, her dad actually made a tender one. Ooh. <clears throat> it was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, I made some lamb, actually. Yeah. Well, it's on sale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's $24. I had some deal at Sam's. It was like $10 off um, boneless leg of lamb. $10 off their price. Yeah. So I ended up paying like 22 bucks for. I bought two of them. Yeah. 22 and 25. So I paid 45 bucks for like 10 pounds of lamb. Wow. Yeah. So I hooked it up. I actually made it in the crock pot. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It turned out really good. But, good. um, yeah. And just had dinner here and people over and family. And that was about it. Yeah. That's cool. Just chill. Yeah. You? How was your? No, oh, I, I went over to mom and dad's for Christmas Eve. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Chaos. Really? Yeah, you know, I mean, they got those two dogs, and uh, I mean, I'm not. I mean, it, it's just there's one of those deals where it's like, you know, Jordan, you know, he's excitable because it's Christmas. Mm. The dogs are excited because you know it's Christmas, you know, and like it's just a, it's just pure chaos, you know. I mean, it was a nice time, like you know, me and you old man, we sat, we were watching YouTube videos, and we're showing each other stuff, like you know, hey, you ever hear of this band? I'm I'm, I'm showing him fucking uh, Chris Cornell doing on uh, Nothing Compares to You, and he's like, oh, damn, that's impressive, you know. Mm. He's showing me some blues stuff. It was uh, it was it was a cool it was a cool chill night. Uh. And Christmas Day, I, I was home alone. Were you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Relaxed all day, watched a couple of movies. Nice. It was a good day. <laughs> I felt bad I didn't go to the Nancy Sisters' house, but at the same time, I was just like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wiped. I'm done. Yeah. You know. So I watched uh he did a documentary about John Madden. Uh-huh. That was good. Uh-huh. I mean, if you like I mean if you like that sort of thing, like I you know, I, I did. I do like especially like some, you know I wish they had dug more into like his coaching history, but you know, it, it, it's rough with him because it's like, oh he's a coach, he's a broadcaster, he's a video game guy, you know. Uh-huh. Multiple 
thing, you know, so it's like you can't just kind of linger on one thing and like spend an hour and a half just discussing John Madden, the football coach. Um, and then I watched a movie on Netflix called Don't Look Up. Okay, I haven't watched it. Any good? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio in it and uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. And the concept of the movie is simple. It's, uh, you know, Jennifer Lawrence discovers an asteroid that will impact the Earth. And there's a planet killer. Okay. And it, it's directed by Adam Kang, who, who did, like, the big short and... Uh, um, Something else I can't remember. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, he did a bunch of like you know, uh, Will Ferrell stuff, but like you know, he, he's gone to some more serious stuff recently. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the concept of it ends up being like, and unfortunately, it feels extraordinarily realistic, like how we would fuck this up. Yeah. Like. You know, they they go to the president, and the president's like, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have uh, our scientists look at it, and we'll, we'll we'll assess the situation. We'll get back to you. Like like nobody's like taking this fucking thing seriously mm. until there's a sex scandal with the president. Then all of a sudden, everybody's taking it very seriously, and then like they're gonna go they're gonna go blow up the asteroid to to send it off course they figured out the calculations on how to do it and then the next thing you know you know the guy this guy who like runs like this like google like operation he comes out and he says hey we've discovered there's like 40 trillion dollars worth of minerals on there that we can use so we want to save the asteroid not destroy it or send it <laughs> off course and you know it, it's it's a shit show and like and more importantly like it becomes like this whole thing of like the divide of like you know do you believe the asteroid's real is it a hoax you know certain members of government are saying don't look up to see the asteroid you know it, it's like this this it was like this shit show of like Based upon what I've seen within the past two years, I absolutely believe this is what would happen if we a planet killing asteroid was coming towards the Earth. Right. Like, and it's a tremendous watch. At the same time, it made me very, very sad. Because oh, yeah. I, I thought, wow, this is how it would go down, isn't it? Like, this is <laughs> really what would really happen, I believe. Right. Right. You know, and I was just like, wow, this is. So it's a good watch. I I, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. It was uh definitely uh I don't want to say it was eye opening, but it was like yeah, that's what would happen. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And then the uh the other movie I watched was uh the Matrix Res- Resurrections. You watched it? Oh yeah. I had highly highly recommend it. Is it good? It was really good. Is it free? Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's good, huh? It is really fucking good. Wow. Like, I was, like, I went in with minimal expectations. I mean, you, we, you and I have discussed it, you know, mm. the, the history of the Wachowskis and everything else and so I had like 
And I saw it was like two and a half hours. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be a long two and a half hours. Ooh, you know, and uh, mm. it is really fucking good. Yeah. Like, it takes the concept. Like, it... it it just it took the concept of what the ma- of what the matrix was, twists it on its head a little bit, and completely reboots it in a way that absolutely fucking works. Okay. I was shocked at how well they pulled this off. That's cool. Yeah. How was Keanu? Oh, he's 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 great. And- the, the the real. The, the the real show stealer is is fucking uh what's his name uh oh my god the one that plays Morbius no no um oh my god I can't believe I can't remember his name the, the, the guy from what what. Um, how I how I met your mother. I gotta look at his name. I, I, it, I, what drives me nuts is I can't think of his name. And it's like on the tip of my tongue at the same time. Oh, I mean, he was in the the asteroid, maybe. Right? No. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, how am I? Okay, I get it. Yeah. He was fucking phenomenal in this. Really? That's good. Yeah. Huh. All right, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I love... There are so many interesting... Twists... There's so many little interesting, like, well, that's how they did that. Okay, that's kind of cool how they kind of explain. And it, it's it's extraordinarily well done. Uh-huh. Like I really enjoyed it, and like cool. I said, I went in with minimal expectations and came out of it like going, I can't wait to see what happens next. Really, that's good. Yeah. Now, do I still think that you know Lana Wachowski can fuck this up? Absolutely. History says she's going to. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, I hope she doesn't. I, I hope, like, this is a second sequel, second trilogy that is superior to the first, in my opinion. Really? You like this better than the first one? Well, I'm not going to say I, I like, I, I don't say I, I like this movie better than the first one. I, I won't say that, but. Because, I mean, that would be sacrilege. I mean, the first one's a fucking masterpiece. There's nothing wrong with that movie whatsoever. Right. But I think as a trilogy, the sequel trilogy can be superior to the first trilogy as a whole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Revelations and and, and, uh, and Revolution were not nearly as good. I mean, they had moments. They had phenomenal moments, but... As an overall story, they just didn't tell as good of a story as the first movie did. I got a feeling that if, if done right, this could be a better trilogy. Okay. I movies, see. If you yeah, did yeah. it right. And uh, just the way the world is set up again, it's 
it's really fucking good. I I was I can't I can't tell you enough. Like I wish you could go watch it right now. We just pick up and just talk about it. But we'll talk about it next week. I'm I'm sure. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, if, and if you're somebody who's on the fence about that movie, like you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna watch or not, give it a watch. Well, I'm not watching. Yeah, I, for I, me. I know you are, but I'm saying like anybody else out there who listens to this show, you're, if you were on the fence, like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's cool. I'll watch it for sure. Yeah, I watched Venom. Did you? What'd you think of it? Did you see it or no? No. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I don't know how to describe it. <clears throat> I liked the villain better, for sure. <laughs> Carnage yeah. was good. Um, yeah. And he looked really good. I mean, it was, there was a shit ton of action in it, which I liked. You know what I mean? Um, it was very comedy centered in a sense. Yeah. The play between Hardy and Venom. Yeah. Um, but it was really funny. Like, I liked listening to Venom talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, so there was a lot of parts that I really loved there wasn't much that I hated. I can put it that way. Do you know what I mean? Right. I just felt like, I don't know if it went too much into Venom. You know? Like, it, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I guess you're just going to have to watch it. It's sort of like Ant, sort of like Ant-Man and Waspish. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? With the, There's a little bit more comedy than there is actual seriousness. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can see that from the trailer. It was a little bit more yeah, loose. light. It was light, but at the same point, there was a lot more action and death, which I liked, yeah. too. Right. You know. Um, so there was that play between him and, you know, him and Venom a lot during the movie. Yeah. And them trying to get along and, you know. Because he can't right. live in anybody else. Right. <laughs> really. Or you'll just kill him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, the shit that comes out of his mouth is like, it's really good. Truly. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's good writing. Um, so, yeah, I did like it. I, I found it that I had to turn it up, though, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. To try to catch what he was saying. Because you remember, it's not Venom speaking on screen. It's Hardy. And right. It's, it's Venom inside his body yeah, speaking. So it's like, you know, like, yeah, it's over. Over top of everything. So yeah. I had to turn it up a little bit just to make sure I caught everything he was saying. I thought that was kind of weird uh, when I was watching it, Te- like from a technical sound standpoint. Right. Um, but other than that. Other than that, it was really good. I, I liked Woody Harrelson, and I thought Woody Harrelson was great. Yeah. That was a good villain. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't say a lovable villain. Um, you know what I mean? But yeah, I thought he played a really good carnage. Yeah. I did. So, 
Yeah. So we'll see. I like Carnage. I liked his look. I liked the way they designed him. I like how he moved. I like how he was different than Venom. You know, artistically, the way he, I liked the way he looked. Yeah. Made sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Kept my interest for, you know, and I had a good time watching it. So it's really all I cared about. And that's what I liked about the first one. It kept my interest and I liked watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought the villain was weak in the first one. Right. Yeah, it was. And, yeah, well, they kind of replaced that. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, that was the expectation because Carnage was like, you know, I mean, that, that was, that's a, that's a, that's a big Venom villain, you know. It is. And it's like, like I couldn't name all the symbiotes that are out there, like in the in the Marvel universe, but I can name Carnage. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I, and I thought that, like, I almost want I needed more of Carnage. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's kind of where I lie in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think I needed more. Yeah. But. It was more Hardy and Venom. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he was all through it, but I kind of want a little more carnage. But. Right. But it was pretty good. I will say, like, with The Matrix, I did watch it with the uh, closed captioning on. Uh-huh. Because sometimes they were speaking kind of low and quickly, and they were using, like, terminology. I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. I got to go back and rewatch this. Uh-huh. I just said, fuck it, I'm just going to watch it with closed captioning on. The majority of the movie I probably didn't need it on for, but especially at the beginning where I was like, what the fuck is going on? I had to turn the closed captioning on to kind of figure it out. And once I did, I was like, oh, okay, I'm fine. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, apparently they got it for, they got them for Christmas for on. I didn't even know I got it for. Yeah. And uh, so then we watched it. That's cool. <laughs> but fucking Tom Hardy is so fucking good. I mean, yeah. I just like that. I like him in that character. Yeah, I get that. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know why. I just, I like him as that character. So. So, uh, let, let, me, so let, the, let, me, let me pose this question for you. This is interesting to me then. So, like. Much like, especially for you, like you, you have Tom Hardy in your head now as Venom, mm. as Eddie Brock and Venom. Mm. If I'm going to use quotation marks, if they were to do a Venom in the MCU with Tom, Tom Holland Spider-Man, yeah, who would you like to see do that then? What do you mean who? Like, like. I don't want to see anybody else do Venom except for Tom Hardy. Uh, okay. But. I, ba- I, spoiler alert. Based upon the ending of No Way Home. We know yeah. Tom Hardy's not going to play Venom in that, in that universe. But yet there is a potential for a, there to be a Venom in that universe. Why wouldn't he play Venom in that universe? You saw the, the 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 scene, right? The scene with Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. 
In the bar? Yeah. Yeah. So he's gone. Is he now? He did. He disappeared. He disappeared with everybody else. Like he turned like gold dust and floated away. But there's that little piece of venom got left behind. Which can be another symbiote. Right. That's what you're not seeing. Or it could be venom. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh... <laughs> okay. You're not even going to go there. You don't, you don't want anything to do with it. Hey. No, I can. Okay, spoiler alert in Venom. So at the end of at the end of Venom. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell you much about it, but I'll tell you this much. All right? Well, you know Woody Harrelson's a serial killer, right? Right, yeah. Well, that was explained at the end of the first movie. Right. So he's a serial killer. Right. And he wants... Eddie Brock to come to an end. Because you know that's what he did, right? Yeah. Journalist. Right. Eddie Brock's a journalist. And so he invites Brock. This is the beginning of the movie. I'm not really telling you much. He invites Brock to come in. Right. To do the interview. To give him... I don't know. He, like, bites him or something, and then he's like, that's not blood. Correct. Right. So he ingests it. Right. 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 And that well, becomes how he becomes carnage. Well, I think that's what a little piece of this venom is going to do to this guy. I think Brock, I think Eddie Brock and Venom are still going to be here as Venom. But I think we're going to have something new coming out from this bartender. I don't think that's going to be Venom. Okay. Because the full Venom is like pretty big compared to what was left. Right. That's about the size. That. That's about the size of what he ingested. Right. When he became Carnage. Do you understand what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like so, I don't think I think this is going to be not Venom. I think this is going to be something else. I don't know what that is, but when they like, we, I was kind of having this conversation too. When they disappeared, was this the Flash? Was this the Snap? No. No, this was Doctor Strange multiverse, right? Right, yeah. Right. So. So it was kind of like at the, at the end of Carnage, at the end of Venom, I know, like, they ended up appearing in, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> like, that's how, like, that's like the after credit scene in Venom is they show up in the, in the Marvel right. Cinematic it's Universe. in a shitty hotel room in Mexico in his universe. Yeah. And he woke up in someone else's room and a naked dude walks out. Right. And then <laughs> at the end, so at the end of Spider-Man, you know, he's talking, you know, he, the, the bartender's telling him about like Thanos and everything. Like, what? 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 You know, I mean, they're going on and then they disappear. And that little piece is left behind. Now, I mean, my assumption is that's going to be the Venom and we'll get the full on Venom with the Spider-Man logo and everything that we want to see. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do not know. I, we'll see. I just liked at the end of this one where he saw Tom Holland on screen and he's like, I like him. And he licked the screen. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, now, now, I mean, if they're going to do the black suit Spider-Man, 
like the real black suit. Like, do you want to see that version of the black suit? Like the all black with just the white. I do, but I like that Spider-Man. So do I. Like, I think that's, I think that's the coolest. Like outside of the the OG, the original costume. Like, I think that that version of Spider-Man, like the the black suit. Well, I think Holland will be able to support. Um, Venom. Yeah. I think he's strong enough. I mean, that's you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. But I'm just I'm just saying like it, it's like we kind of got a black suit in this in this movie with the the magic suit. You know, when right. Tony McGuire did it, they gave us a black suit, but it was just nothing more than just the the Spider-Man suit. Like, right, you know, but, this, but see, here's, here's one thing that's changing though. I think a little bit, uh-huh. like in that universe, that's how that that's yeah. how that suit worked. That's how Venom worked in that other universe. Right. In the uh, um, Tom Hardy Venom, like, what am I trying to say? Like, it doesn't change Hardy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. it no, changed. It changed uh, Tobey Maguire. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But that was the whole. Venom know. doesn't change Hardy. I right. mean, Hardy keeps to his guns on who he is. It's just this constant internal battle with fucking Venom. That's the difference, which I like better. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I could see where. I mean. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I like that. I, I, I kind of. So I don't know. And what form is Venom going to come in? I mean, like, we just don't know. Right. I, I mean, we don't know. I mean, it looks, on all in all, it looks like Venom's going to come in like sort of the anti-hero that still likes to eat people's heads. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how he's going to come in. I mean, I just, you know, I... Am I worried about sort of because you know Venom was a villain, you know? Right. And they're making him good, which later on he becomes good. Right. But I mean, like they're doing I mean, the same thing with Morbius. I mean, Morbius is a Spider-Man villain. Oh yeah, for sure. Yet they're turning into a quote-unquote anti-hero. Yeah. You know. So. I mean, okay. I mean that's what so that's what Sony's doing with what the with the property. Um, right. I'm just like in the when when it comes to the, like being in the MCU, like I would love to see the straight up comic book accurate black suit at some point for Spider Man. For Spider Man, yeah, you know, and then from there, you know, Venom, full on Venom, but still have that 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 anacred, like you know, he's had. But is that what we're gonna get? Is that when the, you know, when the black piece fell off? Right. You know, part of Venom. Is that the? Is that what's gonna come to Parker? Right. Versus the. You know. Right. I don't know, but that's the fun of like speculating, you know. Right. Right. I mean, I could see that that happening. Right. Versus more of the bartender route. Yeah, I, but I they're in Mexico. Them. That's a long way from New York. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's got a traveler somehow, but you know. <laughs> right. Well, 
Well, it looks like, well, I don't know how it's going to get there, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's it's pretty, it's curious. Yeah. But would I like to see the black Spider-Man? Yes. And do I think it's time for the black Spider-Man in the suit? Yes, I do. Because now he's alone. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. they've set it up to where he's isolated himself. Right. So now would be a good time for that suit. Right. To have some, to him dealing with that suit. Yeah. If that makes any sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And Vree was telling me something today about, like, when he was doing all the rings. When Doctor Strange, did you read about that? No. So when he was doing the spell yeah. in Spider-Man. Right. Uh-huh. And he kept when remember how there was those rings? Yeah. His rings kept coming up as he was yeah. doing the spell. Right. So the last spell only had four rings, not five. Yeah. So was that Strange's ring? Uh-huh. Like some people are speculating that Strange actually still knows that he's Spider Man. He knows Peter Parker. Right. Um because he said that even me, I'll forget. I won't right. know you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same point, it's like there's only four. He only did it. You know, there's four ring levels. So I mean, like he did complete the spell, but did he leave himself out or? Right. Do you know what I mean? like? I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Though. Yeah. But I mean, Marvel's full of them fucking Easter eggs. Yeah. And I, some people said they saw Craven up in the clouds. I, I didn't see Craven. I heard somebody somebody said that at the viewing I was at because I, I saw Rhino. I saw Rhino, but I didn't see Craven. Yeah. But you know I've only watched it once and yeah. I can't pause it. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't see Craven. But uh. But now they're all gone, so it doesn't really matter. Right. It's still something it's, it's, through. It's still a fun Easter egg. Oh sure. sure. You know. I guess the question is, did any of them make it through? I don't know. I don't know. And the other question is, are we going to get him back? And then the other question is, are they going to make a third? Will they make a third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man with Venom? That's, I mean. Depending on what universe you were in to begin with. Because we really don't know. Well, <laughs> it, it becomes that oddball thing of like, what will Marvel and Sony <laughs> agree to? Right. Because I'm sure, like, in order for like them to do something else with Spider-Man, like from this come out and say, hey, you know, we've got a lot. We were getting a lot of buzz about Andrew Garfield. We really like to complete that trilogy. He's on board for it, and we can do this, this, and this with it. Like, how much Marvel approval do they need for that? Right. Yeah, or can they just say, fuck you, this is what we're doing. We're doing Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 3, and you can't stop us. You know? <laughs> um, so it's like an oddball thing of, of like, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I've heard people clamoring about it. I've read, like, you know, well, 
the rumor mill says, well, yeah, I'm sure somebody at Sony has said, hey, this is what we'd really like to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, but what can they do? What's what's the agreement they have with Marvel at this point? You know, because you're telling me you're doing three more movies with Tom Holland. Right. You know, I don't know. I, it's, and are we going to, I mean, with this multiverse of madness, are we going to start bringing in... I think that that that's a perfect way of bringing, you know, Deadpool and freaking whoever you want into this right. universe. Right. But so, as yeah, far yeah. as cross-dimensional universes, we get to see um, Spider Gwen and you know all this kind of crap. Yeah. You know, it's funny what they've done because they've almost the way they've connected things. <clears throat> the way they've connected things in these universes <coughs> is um, very similar how they connected them in the comics. Especially like Beyonder and further. Right. Right. Because the way they did it was it was, a, it was kind of a good move on Marvel's part. It was pretty interesting but um, you know when you Especially on Secret Wars 2. Like when you're reading Secret Wars 2, like, oh, this this connects to the new Avengers. Oh, this right. connects to blah blah blah. This connects right. to the Fantastic Four. Da 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 da. And so it connected everybody and the Beyonder storyline was each in there was a storyline within each one of those comics. Right. And so it's kind of how they did the movies. Oh, this connects to oh, this makes right. sense. Oh, this connects, to, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. Right. Um, I mean, the last time it was through Infinity Stones. Yeah. You know, that was the other thing. Like, that, that was the connective tissue to everything. It's like, well, here's another Infinity Stone. Well, here's another Infinity Stone, you know. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, in, like I think what's interesting is, is like, you, you went from it being one sacred timeline. Right. To now, you know the multiverse. And I wonder if they're going to like borrow an idea from DC where back in the eighties when they had, um, the, uh, infinity crisis, uh-huh. crisis, crisis on infinite earth. That's what it was. Uh-huh. That was like the, the very first big crossover. You know, DC's problem was they had all of these different, publishers that they had bought and they were trying to combine them all in the one universe and so they told this story that did that where at the end of it the, the, the resolution to solving the problem was we're just going to combine everything in the one universe right you know? and there were a lot of stayovers like from the different universes which created the one DC universe for comic books for a very long time right. I wonder if that's going to end up happening and that's how all of a sudden you have mutants yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, like, 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 it's that odd thing of like, you know, anybody who's had any sort of special power, you've been able to kind of describe what's well, come from an infinity stone for the most part. Right. Well, now, how do you explain off mutants then? Why? How have they not been around forever? And how have we not heard about them? Well, here's how: when the multiverse gets slammed shut again, they end up being left behind right. in our universe, and this one universe has got created. So. Right. I think that's one of those weird things of like 
well, how do you start explaining stuff off that you want to try to do? You know, blaming the multiverse and then shutting it down is the best way to do that. And and trapping everybody within that universe. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That one seems too big. Like, like with with Thanos and the gang, you know, it was cool because you had like, you know, Thor, and then like Cap, yeah, Solo, right? Iron Man brought in Hawkeye, you know what I mean? And then like your biggest group was Guardians, um, which had multiple members. But um, um, but now you're dealing with teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fantastic Four, X Men. You know what I mean? Like multiple people are on these teams, not just right. like two or three single people. You know what I mean? Like like Avengers Assemble. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it was just individuals, and they just kind of hooked up. You know. Now it's like all these different teams. So, and I, the way we're looking, and I mean, we're kind of looking at Young Avengers or West Coast. You know what I mean? Like, we're right, looking at different things now. But also, it's just like the simple fact of like, you know, like mutants aren't just something you just you just say, well, well they, this just popped up. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, especially in the comic books, they've established that you know mutants have been around forever. Right. You know, going back to Apocalypse, the first. You know, so right, right. I mean, it's that that oddball thing of like, well, how do you kind of explain this? How do you bring that history into the MCU without completely disrupting it? Well, it, it's the multiverse crashing upon itself, right? You know, and I guess what's that going to lead to? You know what I mean? Like, right. like, what are we leading up to? You know, because we had all those movies, and eventually it led to Thanos. Right. Right. So there must be some baddie that they're leading to without giving too much away. That Or that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, Kang makes sense. You know what I mean? But we've seen a lot of Kang already. We haven't seen the eviler side of Kang. Right. On the other timeline. You know what I mean? But I don't know. But at the same time, it's like this this thing of of like um you know, like in like is, is Kang big enough to bring the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe together to fight him? Not really. You know. Neither's Mephisto. Like as, as much as everybody likes invoking the name Mephisto. Like I've even mm. heard like people talking about like, well, there was Mephisto in Spider-Man No Way Home. And I'm like, no, just because it sounds a little like one, one more day, there wasn't any Mephisto involved in this. You know. Um, but everybody loves like, you know, jumping at that name. Like I still think at the end of the day, it, it's gotta be fucking uh Galactus. Yeah. Like, that I would think, be. I think, a, I think that's the only reason you you bring in the Eternals to really explain what a celestial is, and then here's the ultimate celestial. 
Well, he's part celestial, right? I can't remember. I'm sure somebody out there is like, yeah. motherfucking me telling you, you got no, you don't know shit. But I mean, like to me, like I mean, I mean you're talking. You have to have like something of a cosmic level. Yeah. Away. Yeah. No, I agree. You know. But, but at the same what time, is? It? But at the same yeah. time, that's the beauty of what Hawkeye was, because it wasn't that. Right. You know, like. Yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, so like, it's like we're sitting here, like, well, what's going to bring all of these characters together? What 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 could be the one thing that that's so powerful that the, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe has to, st- you know, band together and fight. But, you know, at the end of the day, the best Disney Plus series has been Hawkeye. And all it was about was a guy trying to get home for Christmas. <laughs> right. And it was done beautifully. It was. But I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we got. I can't think of anything, anybody bigger. I really can't think of anybody bigger. Like, I can't. I mean, I mean, I guess you can. You know, I mean, I guess there's a lot of stuff out there that you can bring in. But Galactus would be a good one. You know, like I'm, I'm still talk- for a like decent I'm- <laughs> Yeah, like I- I'm talking about it at the-, the level of what we saw, like, at the end of Endgame. Like, that level of we need to get everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right, no, and I get that. But at the same yeah. point, it's Galactus. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you know, it's not like... Thanos is multi-army. Right. I you know get I mean? that, but, but, I mean... It's kind of like, eh, okay, we're going to face off now. But <laughs> it, at the same time, like it's, but it's that, that whole deal of, like, to me, like, <clears throat> well, this is such a, a cosmic threat. You know, Captain Marvel's coming back saying he's eating plants and he's on his way here. You know, the Eternals are like, you know, okay, yeah, we know who this guy is. This is the deal. This is what we have to do. Uh, you know, I can see this, that that he's the threat that brings all these threads together. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, I still want a Doom movie because Doom is an Avengers level. Yes. Threat, you know. Right. Uh, that, that, you know, I, I want shit like, like. I do I do want to see something Kangish because Kang is an Avengers level threat, you know. Uh-huh. You know, I, th- there's a lot of other stuff that they're they're kind of, you know, weaving here that you know I could say okay, well, you know, who's going to ev- assemble the Avengers? Who's going to lead this team? You know, like at the end of Shang Chi, like who the fuck are the rings calling to? Right. You know, there's a lot of shit that they've kind of like you know, and you forget about that because that's like. That was forever ago. Uh, you know. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird, right? They're saying so, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a plan in place somewhere. Yeah. Um, we're just getting, and that's the like you said, the nice thing about speculation is you know you're just kind of seeing the pieces, and it's the fun thing about it is you're trying to put everything together. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But I. Yeah, I, I, 
But, you know, certain things fall in line. Though. I mean, you bring in four. Eventually, you're going to have to bring in Dem. Um, is Dem going to create a super? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, you have to think about that. You bring in X-Men. Right? You're going to bring in Trask Industries. You're going to bring in, you know... Um, the things that are involved with the X-Men. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Are you going to bring in Magneto? Um, you know, in certain things, you're almost like, well, they almost have to, right? I mean, like you bring in Galactus. Well, you, you kind of have to bring in Surfer with them. Right, yeah. Um, Like, there's just a lot of things. And will Surfer hold up? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Will the Fantastic Four hold up? I don't know either. You know, um, well, I mean, I, I mean, at, at this point, I, I trust Marvel. Yeah, I, know. You know I mean, like, I, I mean, at this point, in all honesty, like, you know, Sh- okay, one of one of the downfalls of Shang Chi that we talked about was my lack of buying because I I never read those comic books. Right. I still enjoy the shit out of that movie. Yeah, you know, like. You know, I, I, I feel the same way about the Eternals. I, when I eventually watch it, I have a feeling I'm going to enjoy the movie for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's it's like I trust. I just I trust Marvel Studios at this point. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they made WandaVision work. They 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 made Loki work. You know, the you know things that you thought, man, eh, huh, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here. Worked and worked very well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, going all the way back to Guardians of the Galaxy, like, how are they going to make this shit work? Well, they made that shit work. Yeah, right. You know, so, like, I, 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 it's it's an odd thing, but, like, I absolutely trust Kevin Feige in the decisions that he makes. And, like, I, I feel like if anybody can make the Fantastic Four work and give them the proper homage that they deserve, you know, it's Kevin Feige and, and Marvel Studios. Yeah, you know, until Hopefully. they prove until they prove me wrong. Right, right, right. You know, I, I, I just, I, I, I can't. I won't. Is, is I won't bet against them. Let's just put it that way. Right, right. You know, maybe not everything I'm rushing out to see in the theater at this point, because now you're getting into some characters that, like, you know, no, I don't have the buy-in with that. You know, <laughs> I did with others, but I mean, like, I mean, let's even face this fact. This Spider-Man movie could have been a total fucking disaster. It was not. You know, like, again, I trusted the process, but, like, there was a part of me that was kind of like saying, oh, this could really fucking suck. (laughs) And it didn't, you know. So, I mean, I'm just at a point now where I'm I'm just kind of saying to myself, like, you know, you know, don't don't bet against them until they finally throw out that that real clunker. Right, right. You know, because they've never done it. I mean, as much as like we could talk about like Thor: The Dark World and, Sp- and Iron Man Three, like they're clunkers in the sense of Marvel movies. They're not clunkers in the sense of like the movie that shall not be named and Catwoman and you know. Oh yeah, all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So. 
Superman four makes uh, Thor: The Dark World look like Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare. You know. It's funny. Don't invoke the name of Ben Affleck's Daredevil. No, Electra was worse than that. Yeah. Oh, oh, by far. Still. <laughs> Ooh, Electra. Uh, hey. Ghost Rider. Yeah, Ghost Rider. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's basically all I got. I got, you know, with it being Christmas, there's not much news news. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to touch briefly uh, our good friend, Superfan Thad. Mm-hmm. He, he did send an, an email that's partially worth reading. Okay. Uh, let me find this here. So... Thad, um, he went to Kennywood last week, the local amusement park, um, for their holiday lights um, edition. You know, so they're they're open in the middle of winter. A few of the rides are still up and running, and uh, they were. Um, but you're there for you know they have a bunch of Christmas lights to see and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said it was pretty good. They had a nice model train layout in the arcade. Uh, we rode the train and were able to sing along. Like I said, so they had Christmas carols. Uh, mm-hmm. We drank hot cocoa. We ate some potato patch fries and pizza. The park was all decked out in lights and everything. It looked great. Can't wait till the springtime when we can ride the kangaroo once again. Didn't they Just get rid of the back. kangaroo? They did, but they're bringing it back. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Fan outrage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's coming back. So Thad did enjoy. He went to Kennywood and he said he, you know, apparently he enjoyed the, the holiday, the holiday lights festival. Okay, mm, as it was. So, so there you go. Yeah. Anything like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good. All right. Well, um, before before we take off, I do want to thank a few people. I mean, this is the next time we record will be uh. In the year 2022, so uh, it's actually been a pretty good year for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, of course, I always want to thank our, our fans, our listeners, particularly our super fans like uh, Stork and Otter and Peacock and the Hummingbird and the and the Mongoose and uh, and Thad uh, for for all their great support. I want to thank our friends uh, at the Nerd Corner, uh, especially Keith, who's allowed us to go in there once a month and record. Um, next week, I think we'll announce when the next time we're going to be there will be, probably late January. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we'll figure that out. And uh, so I want to thank them for allowing us to go in there. It's always a great time we get to go in there and record. I have fun, and yeah. I like shopping there, too. It's a nice little store. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I want to I want to thank our uh, our our network partners. I want to thank uh, the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network for supporting us, retweeting us, and everything that they do to help us out and try to to grow our show. And uh, and we want to thank you uh, for listening. I can't thank you enough for for doing that. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, 
you know, there's so many people out there that, like, you know, just want to say thank you to, but, you know, you know who you are, and I suck at memorizing things. So, Happy New Year to you. Uh, we hope 2022 is not just 2020 the sequel. Right. <laughs> as, it, sure. as you say it, it's 2022. Oh, shit. So, <clears throat> so uh, it, it's a, just wish everybody a Happy New Year, and thank you so much for uh, – Supporting us this past 365 days. Yeah, it's appreciated. It is. And so on that note. No, oh, we got to think Big Rig Barbecue. Big Rig Barbecue. Yeah, can't forget them, the official barbecue of uh, the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I got to <laughs> go up there sometime soon. I'm, I'm in the mood. I need another one of those brisket grilled cheese sandwiches. Fucking delish. <laughs> so good, good, good ad in there. And, uh, <laughs> On that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.